everyone. Welcome to Beauties and Head Canyons, where we're nerdy and you probably are too. I'm Tegan and I'm here today with Lindsay and we're here to kind of pick up a little kind of sort of series that we were doing uh, back when we were with PHM where we kind of take an actor or actress that is uh, particularly prominent in the geek community and we kind of do like a little bit of a career study of them. We talk about uh, like some of their work that we're particularly familiar with, what we know them from, and kind of discuss like their legacy and what they might have going on depending on, you know, the actor or actress in question. Um, we haven't really done any of that since we transitioned to being an independent podcast. So I know we had mentioned it, I think, with the Mummy episode and we decided, well, what better way to kick this off then was to go ahead and do one on Brendan Fraser. So here we go. We're here today to talk about Brendan Fraser and all the wonderful contributions that he has done and offered us over the years. So here we go. Um, I know he was kind of a, a lot more prominent in like the 90s, kind of early 2000s -y, and that's kind of where I, of course, became acquainted with him and his work. Um, I don't know like what the first movie you might have seen with him was, um, but I believe the first movie I ever saw him in was George of the Jungle. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. When we did the episode on The Mummy, I kept talking about the George of the Jungle hair. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of like how I always remember him. Um, so when I saw him with like less hair suddenly uh, in later uh, movies and later stuff, I was always like, oh, oh, that's Brendan Fraser. But he's lost the George of the Jungle hair. So I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's definitely like just this iconic look. And I, I know that in the 90s, there was also this kind of groundswell of... Um, Remakes that was also going on, but they were kind of like older Hollywood remakes. So obviously, you know, you had the mummy stuff that they did with Brendan Fraser. And then you also had George of the Jungle. Uh, you had Tarzan that they that Disney did like an animated movie with. So it, it was this the 90s were just this really strange amalgamation of all this weird and wonderful things. And I, I think that Brendan Fraser just perfectly captured just this kind of almost chaotic energy of the late 90s perfectly in his work. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, though. I will, I will also admit I remember him from Airheads in a big way, too. Yeah. Um, the same hair, though, 1994, I think, yeah. was when that came out. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was uh, Airheads is uh, about, like, these guys that are trying to get a demo tape played at a radio station, and mm -hmm. they end up kind of taking over the radio station and you know spoiler alert uh that really goes great um <laughs> but uh him and a couple other like weird dudes that have been around for a long time i think steve buscemi's in that yeah and mm -hmm. um there's somebody else i think it's like a trio of dudes but uh, adam sandler uh, ah yes of course of course of course yeah. <laughs> the quintessential um, 90s <laughs> com comedy actors right yeah so but brendan like uh, you know is this big goofy guy uh front man long uh you know rocky hair rocking hair yeah. and stuff so i i don't know i i kind of like hope it's it was his own hair at some point in there otherwise <laughs> he really like got good usage out of that wig let's just say i know right he it, it's a he very iconic same look. hairstyle for all of it yeah just gave it a couple of cuts and uh went on his way yeah yeah definitely like just a very Almost iconic look for him, really, with the, just the big kind of disheveled hair. Right. Yep. And I'm, so I'm going through the, the list here, and he was he was really active in the 90s. Uh, mm -hmm. George of the Jungle was 97. The Mummy was 99. Um, he also did Dudley you know, Do-Right in 99. All kinds of little stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I don't know if I saw that, but I, I know of the... Yeah, I... I feel like Dudley Do-Right might have gotten um, overshadowed by something that Jim Carrey was doing at the time. Like, was it similar to, like, the Me, Myself, and Irene movie or anything like that? I feel like the premise was similar, that he was a backwater Yeah, Dudley Do-Right was one of those who... that just it didn't really hit. You know, 90, the 90s was just a very strange time of experimentation in lots of different ways. And I think especially with how, you know, technology was advancing in filmmaking where we had like CGI and certain like technological uh, advancements and that kind of special effects. Um, I think people were really wanting to like do different things with it, um, especially like meshing like cartoons and uh, live action. Um, stuff like that. We had quite a few of those, actually. We had, like, Who Frames Roger Rabbit, and um, there was one other one that did not do as well. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but that's, you know, been kind of a thing that I think they were trying to still do. Oh, and um, Space Jam, the original Space Jam, they also did that as well. So it was kind of like this uh, weird kind of amalgamation of, like, cartoon animated stuff, but also live action, and Sometimes it hit it hit fine, like with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Obviously, that's like a classic. Um, but other ones, it just uh, it, it, it didn't quite hit the mark. I think there's yeah. just a certain level that you have to play it straight, but also not too seriously. And it's kind of a really delicate uh, balance to walk. Yeah. Oh, we have to go back in time too. 1992 and Sea No Man. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Absolute classic. Yes. Oh my gosh, uh, Samwise Gamgee's in that. So yeah. I, don't know, I could have possibly <laughs> forgotten that one. But um, he's another one where it's like, it, it, there's so many different things we know him from mm -hmm. throughout the course of his acting career. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I, I almost forgot that he was in that one. And then um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen the meme, and I don't mean to like take away the you know the spotlight on um, Brendan Fraser, but the uh, there, there's a meme where the actor who plays... Samwise Gamgee. Uh, Sean like Astin. A, that's, yes, Sean Astin says like, oh, look, it's it's Bob and da-da-da from Stranger Things, right? And then mm -hmm. the next person says, get out of here. He is, he's uh, Samwise Gamgee and he, you know, protects the photo and they're wondering. And then somebody else is like, excuse me, what about Goonies? And like they go back throughout yeah, the yeah. to like <laughs> all the things he's been in. Um, so I, I don't know. I kind of feel like we're about to do that with Brendan Fraser. I know, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, there's just so many, like, really, like, obviously, you know, any actor's not going to, like, every project they take on is not going to be, like, the best. It's not going to, you know, be a big box office hit and make, like, you know, all the money and be, like, super famous and everything. But, you know, I definitely think that he's been in quite a few things that people will just recognize him from and be like, ooh, yes, I know I know him from that, and I know him from that, and that, and that, you know? So it's like, just going through just the few movies that we have, I mean, we already have some really, like, you know, big classics that he's been in that people still watch and talk about even today, really. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and Mummy was one of them, so it's kind yeah. of cool to, like, there's a few on this list, though, that I don't really... Um, I, I feel like Mrs. Winterborn, I probably watched mm -hmm. it, um, but it sounds like a rom-com just looking at the picture. Uh, but I do feel like I remember him cleaning up well for that one. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's and he really is versatile. Like, I mean, obviously, he has really good, like, comedy chops. He has really good timing. Uh, 
with his t- with his comedy and things like that. Um, and when he was younger, obviously, he was able to be a lot more physical as well um, for his roles like in The Mummy and George of the Jungle. But he also is very, very good at being able to turn it around and have a really good dramatic moment. I remember... Now, it's been ages. I meant to rewatch George of the Jungle this week. Obviously, I stuff happened and I just didn't get a chance to but I do remember that there was a moment in George of the Jungle where he just kind of turned out a dime and it was this really like intensely dramatic kind of moment for him and like he played it off so so well I was just like wow like (laughs) this is really good he's so good and I'm you know, obviously, I, I talked briefly about in our episode in The Mummy about, you know, how Hollywood had ostracized him for a while and how he really kind of struggled to find some work and everything like that. But I'm really glad that he's able to find more work now and is able to, you know, just kind of be a little bit more prominent in the public eye now because he's he is such a jewel and he is so amazing and really more people need to see his stuff. They really do. He's the character a lot of the characters that he portrays seems to be you know a lot more complex than just comedy just you know one thing you know it's multifaceted and he really does that really really well yeah no i i agree with that i um i want to like keep going though because i i feel like i'm about to cry about bedazzled i know that everybody loves bedazzled Mm -hmm. i don't love bedazzled (laughs) i've never seen bedazzled so Okay. I don't. Well, I don't have that much to say about it. If I be it honest, it would be a shame to say nothing about it. Um, but I, I don't actually like the female person in that movie. Um, I know I'm supposed to like her. Uh, I just don't. I don't. What What is her name again? It's uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Oh um, yeah. She plays like like it's it's just a very sexualized movie i don't know it's not something i'm gonna let aurelia watch anytime soon or, yeah you know it's just like not that i don't uh, 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 for the for the early 2000s uh, yay 2000 yay it was, yeah. it was cute um, it, it was very early aughts kind of thing in other yeah. words <laughs> yeah i mean for the premise it was it was yeah yeah didn't, I don't think it aged well. Anyway, Monkey Bone also I don't think aged well, and that was 2001. Um, a lot of early aughts things just didn't, and 90s things too, just didn't yeah, really age that well. Yeah. Like, just in terms of, like, plot, how certain characters were written, and just, you know, uh, you know, we, we have progressed a lot. You know, even though there is still work to do, obviously, you know, we have, looking back at some of these things, it's like, yeah, we, we have actually, you know, made some progress at least. So... Right. Um, I didn't realize he was in Crash, though. Have you seen Crash? I haven't. Like, and I know that's the one film. Like, it was. It had so much Oscar buzz, and everyone was like, "Oh, you have to see this movie." And like, I don't know. Like, it never really appealed to me. So I was like, "Eh." Like, I don't. I don't know. And like, I like the people that were in it. Like, quite a few of the actors I really enjoy. Um, particularly like um, Matt Dillon. I particularly do love uh, Matt Dillon as an actor, but I just, I don't know, like, it just did oh, not... Oh, and the character he plays in that movie is, like, you hate his guts. Yeah, he so it's like... him. Yeah, so it's like, well, why would I want to watch something that's going to make me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not like... That. But he, I mean, spoiler alert, the character changes at the end of the movie, so you sort of, like, understand where he's coming from and what happens, uh, you know, like, his... 
it, there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of like character arcage that has to happen. So yeah. the things well, that's that they fair. do and the way that they they change, uh, you know, that the um, the way that the characters change throughout the film is is pretty mm-hmm. monumental. It's they had to do a lot in a sh- in a with with only so much, um, but it was really cool to see uh, Magdalene's character do that. Um, unfortunately, I don't remember enough about it to know what happened with Brendan Fraser's character, but um, it is one of those movies where every there's a lot of like big names, a lot of recognizable faces, mm-hmm. yeah, um, a lot of people who may not have been terribly recognizable then, but are now, mm-hmm. and so like going back and seeing them younger and in the you know like the buddingness of their career, it was kind of cool to like uh, be witness to that when it was happening. Um, you know, uh, 2004, I was graduating from high school, so. Um, I probably only watched movies for a little while there. Yeah. Uh, being a, you know, being a senior. <laughs> yeah. Sure and I, I graduated the next year. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I was right there with you. <laughs> um, I, I do like, I'm thinking like maybe one of these days when I'm in my, I, I have certain moods where it's like, I want to watch, you know, a certain type of movie. And it's, it's kind of like a very, not clinical, but a very, like, movie critique kind of mood. And it's like, I, I might watch it then. But a lot of times yeah. when I watch movies, it's like, I want to watch to be entertained. And so it's like, you know, it's not, like, absolute, like, like silliness. Like, I, I don't know, like, The Room or something like that. But, you know, it's still, like, sure. you know, I, I still want to have some sort of motivation to see this. Like, ooh, I, want, I really want to see this actor or actress, or I really want to see these characters, or I really want to witness this world. Almost like I went into Dune because, like, I I did not really know anything about it, and so I kind of went into it with kind of a critiquing kind of mood, and I actually really enjoyed it that way. And so now I think, like, when I rewatch it, I'll be more on the entertainment side. So I don't know. Like, it, it's a whole different kind of mood going into movies, like, when you're actually, like, analyzing things, like characters and arcs and storytelling and cinematography, whereas you're just watching just to watch. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. You know what's funny, though, too, about Brendan Fraser is mm-hmm. um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. The uh, character he plays in that one is, like, mm-hmm. a smart, witty uh kind of like a, a short-haired uh rick from the mummy it's very yeah it's very like it's uh, it's like the character like the underdog that you don't expect to to be like a, a main heartthrob in a movie like that it's just very um exciting to 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 watch and to like understand that that's like kind of what we were into at that time because the, uh, the characters he played in that period of time were kind of like dweeby I don't know. The, the ones I didn't like as much were the dweeby whatever yeah. guys. Uh, and then he got back to Journey of the Center of the Earth, and I was or Journey to the Center of the Earth uh, in, like, 2006. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to see him doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> there was a little bit more of the mummy uh, movies that came out that didn't have the same yeah. chemistry and, and stuff that was happening uh, in the plot line. So he went into Journey to the Center of the Earth 2000. Um, uh, what was that? Two thousand seven? Did I say two thousand six? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, two thousand eight. And then the video game came out at the same time. And then my favorite movie that he was ever in, uh, that I've ever seen him in, was came out in two thousand eight, and that was Ink Heart. Mm-hmm. And um, Ink Heart, he plays a father who uh, the mother is gone, and he um, has this like 
special uh, ability to like read characters into existence or like Ooh. into um like a into existence is the best way to say it um and then those characters come and find him and they he had like written it i guess he had also like written the books or something or when he was re- reading them so so his like voice was able to bring them into existence and the like bad guys in the he gets sucked into that universe yeah obviously. that's but, really cool because so his like kids so he's yeah. gonna like go save them that kind of it's kind of like a peter panny hook type of story but yeah with a different twist so it's really kind of and it's kind of cool to see him like in a protective single dad kind of uh mode it was it was it's my favorite it takes it's a long t- it's like a long movie but mm-hmm. it's um one of my favorites and it, it introduced me to a couple other like really cool guys too uh like andy circus is in it and, oh yeah um, okay paul bettany and helen mirren so it's like you know all of the lots and lots of like big names um people that you know you've seen before or that i've seen since mm-hmm. uh and stuff that i adore um and then uh you know you don't you just don't remember them until you uh, go back in time and uh, watch a movie like that so yeah and you know it's funny because i don't like specifically remember that movie i know i never watched it but now that you're describing it i kind of feel like i remember some previews or seeing some previews of it somewhere I don't know, like, that. at that point in my life, it was kind of tumultuous, so I didn't really, like, have access to a lot of, like, uh, media and stuff like that. I had, like, a ton of stuff going on. Um, but I, I was reading about, like, just, like, some of his work, and I had read that he was actually chosen personally for the lead role by the novel's author. So I was like, oh, that's, like, really cool. And now that you're talking about it, I'm like okay, now I kind of want to go see this movie now. <laughs> like, I, I definitely got to, like, try and find it and pull it up and watch it because that that sounds really cool. Um, also, very, very briefly, I want to go back um, and just talk about Journey to the Center of the Earth because, okay, like, I I was a big, like, classics reader, especially of, like, some classic sci-fi and fantasy stuff, okay. like, back in the day. And, like, Journey sure. to the Center of the Earth was, like, one of my absolute favorite, favorite uh, books I actually first got into it by watching the Wishbone episode of it, and then I actually went to the library and found the original book by Jules Verne and read it, and I just fell in love with it. I absolutely loved it. I just consumed every... I I just consumed that book. Um, So I don't know why I didn't go and see the movie with Brendan Fraser. I think I just had stuff going on. I just wasn't able to, but absolutely like he he is absolutely like the best kind of per- person the best actor to really bring that bring those characters to help bring that whole world to life really just with the exploration and the kind of like the book knowledge and science and you know also the action and stuff like that like it's just it's perfect it's right up his alley absolutely you know like you said kind of almost similar to the mummy but different enough you know right right no absolutely it's it's kind of cool to like when like when media makes you try to want to read a book or want to mm-hmm. be interested in some kind of piece of literature like that's yeah. always happening at my oh house. yeah so <laughs> um, there's just always something that's being read because of or um, in addition to yeah. whatever else is going on so I totally get it and it oh yeah like, it brightens my day because I am uh, you know like a huge advocate for. Uh, 
doing anything but like staring at your phone, even though that's what I do. I do more often than I would like to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, there's just so much to consume and only so many hours in the day, honestly. That, that's oh, what yeah. It down to. Yeah. Um, okay. So it looks like you kind of dropped out of the loop of things uh, for like seven or eight years. I, mm-hmm. I see like a few movies, but nothing that I actually recognize. Yeah. So. Nothing, nothing really big. It's really just been within the past few years that he's kind of started to, you know, kind of put put out some more things and me and some more stuff um i think it was around 2018 where he was in the titans tv series um where it kind of kick-started some things because he um had a role in there that he then reprised and so you know any really a lot of things when you when you get involved with you know some of the big comic book um universes um you know and it kind of like kicks off some stuff for you like even even if you're already an established actor or actress like it it tends to just do that um so you know i i think that's just kind of what kind of helped his career kind of just come back and i i know some people have uh, termed uh coined the term renaissance which i i kind of love and hate at the same time it's like that's so cheesy but like really accurate I think as to you know what's going on because especially with you know not only his career but with information coming out as to why you know he kind of dropped off and everything like that which I've already gone through with the mummy but I will briefly um uh recap here so just a little bit content trigger warning there is mention of sexual assault um Brendan was sexually assaulted and harassed and when he was with when he was in Hollywood and you know when he tried to push back against that he was ostracized and you know just basically shunned for a little while because of that he had a lot of difficulty finding work and between that and losing his mother and his divorce he just really had a lot of issues with depression um but it seems like he you know took that time off to kind of regather himself and you know just tend to his own needs at least I, it looks like it does, and I'm really, really happy that he's able to now come back and that people are embracing him now because, you know, obviously, you know, when you look back at some of the tabloids of that time, you know, there was there was really critical of Brendan Fraser because, you know, he was, again, like, when you're an actor, not every project you're going to be involved in is going to be a box office hit. You know, you, there's going to be flops. It's, you know, it's inevitable. But, you know, they were really, really harsh over some of his box office flops. And then, you know, obviously he gained weight because, you know, depression and all that stuff. And, and also growing older as well. You know, it he caught a lot of flack for that. And so looking back at that, it's, you know, looking through those lens, it's, it's really telling to see how society was back then and how we, in, when I say we, I mean, I mean we in general, how we kind of... Um, treated certain people like Brendan Fraser, like Britney Spears, when really they were going through some really serious issues and they needed our support more than anything. And even though they didn't get it then, I'm glad that it seems that, you know, things are turning around now and they're able to find either find that support or able or are able to strike out on their own despite that. So again, I'm just I'm really, really happy for him. He you know, when you watch interviews with him, he just seems like the most precious little bean. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just so happy to see him, you know, doing what he obviously loves to do. And, you know, even though I would totally understand, like, if he wanted nothing more to do with Hollywood after what happened, you know, I am glad that he is coming back. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, like, I don't actually think I knew that about him. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm kind of, like, blown away, first mm -hmm. of all, that it was, um, oh, what's the word? Met with such animosity when mm -hmm. that did come out. Um, yeah. But simultaneously, that he is back is an awesome testament to what he's been able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. um, I know that there's a couple of projects you said you were really excited about that he's been in recently yeah uh, um, what, are, what are those okay so 2021 has been kind of a uh, busy year for him he's had a couple of different things um that he's been cast in and that has been coming out um i know now i'm kind of just going from the wikipedia just because it um it kind of recaps uh kind of the best <laughs> um kind of most concisely um but it says in january of this year he was announced as part of the cast of darren aronofsky's upcoming film the whale and in august he was announced as part of the cast of martin scorsese's upcoming film killers of the flower moon as well as max barbacow's upcoming comedy film brothers um he also in this year, he played a gangster named Doug Jones in Steven Soderbergh's period crime film, No Sudden Move. So kind of some big names, some major productions, really good stuff. Um, and then just last month, he was cast to portray the villain Firefly in the upcoming superhero film Batgirl, which is going to be in the DCEU, um, I believe. So I believe it's going to be live. I believe it's going to be live action. Um, I was kind of trying to find some more info on this, and uh, I can't really find that much so i'm not sure if it's going to be animated or live action but regardless he's going to be firefly which is kind of um funny to me because most of my association with firefly is in the batman arkham games and in the arkham games he is so annoying to fight and to <laughs> it, it mm. he just suffice to say he's a very annoying part of the game um and so it's, it's going to be interesting to see somebody that I really, really love play a character that I normally associate with just being incredibly annoying. But, you know, I, I love Brendan Fraser and I, I'm confident that he'll be able to pull it off really, really well. And who knows, I, I might I might have a newfound appreciation for Firefly. I'm not going to say I will, but I might. There is a chance with Brendan Fraser playing oh. him. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Um. Jeez. Okay. Um... He did a bunch of TV series stuff, too, in mm -hmm. 2018. Yeah. Um, I think that was part of, like, what helped kick that off, because uh, being in that um, Titans TV show, and then uh, it says he reprised the role in Doom Patrol, which is, like, a spinoff of the Titans show. So, okay. um, obviously, like, you know, anything like DC, Marvel, anything like that, like, you know, it, it's going to do something for your career, usually. Like, it, it's... You, you just see something come from it um, just because they're such big franchises with such huge reach. And, you know, especially if you do well, then people will want to see more. So, you know, I, I'm just really happy that he was able to get back into some things and, you know, get some stuff going because now I'm kind of interested to see how he's going to take on Firefly and how I'm going to feel about the character after seeing him in that role. <laughs> Yeah, geez, you like um, completely like. I I had no idea. I'm I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my god, do I have to rewatch them now? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have a gaming corner this week? Uh, I do have a gaming corner. So, talking about like remakes, reboots, like we've kind of been doing off and on, and that yeah. we had a whole episode <laughs> <For> a <while. laughs> on, yeah, and that we had a whole episode on recently. Uh, well, fairly uh -huh. recently. Um, 
you know, that's the kind of thing that it's not limited to just uh, Hollywood or just movies or even TV shows. Uh, it's also very prominent in the game world as well. Um, there have been some really high profile reboots or remakes going on in like, especially the Resident Evil franchise, which, you know, seem to be fairly well done, at least as far as what I've watched. I, I appreciate the games and I like watching them. I'm just not very good at playing them. So I kind of just watch them or watch other people play them more or less. Um, I really do love them. I, I wish I, I was any good at them, but anyway, off track. Um, but some of the kind of remakes, remasters, those kind of things haven't really hit very well. Case in point, uh, Rockstar recently released this uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, remaster of some of the original of some of like the older games, um, and it did not go over well. Um, apparently, some of the older games just do not translate well, or either. I don't think it's necessarily that they don't translate well into modern technology. I think it's more of that they kind of rushed it and just were trying to capitalize on it, um, especially considering that uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition was fairly recently released. And, you know, obviously that did well and it did translate well into, you know, kind of a remaster. But uh, I, I feel like they just they didn't really put as much effort into the GTA remasters that uh, they really should have because it is, I, I've seen some video footage and it is, ooh, it is really bad. It is really, really bad. Like I'm talking like cyberpunk upon launch, bad. <laughs> that That's how bad I'm talking. So, but of course, like, you know, when the whole subject of remakes, reboots, remasters comes up, uh, there are obviously some you know, names that are thrown around, things like Fallout New Vegas and things like that. Um, but I honestly, the game that I would really like most to see get a really serious remaster uh, is my favorite game of all time, which is Lord of the Rings The Third Age. Uh, it has the best turn-based combat I've ever personally played. And I think it would be really cool to go back and see, like, <laughs> the kind of uh, the graphics that was on the PS2 kind of updated to be like almost like Shadow of War where it's just incredibly detailed and lovely and things like that and I'd want to preserve like the, the story and everything like that and even the combat because I mean it's it's kind of hard for me to find a turn-based game that I like I know that you know there are turn-based games out there even fairly recently that are being released um but that one's just the best system that i've ever run on I, like I, i've even played some final fantasy games i still love that one the most and i think it really deserves a chance to kind of shine again for a new generation so you know when it comes to that conversation about what games should you know get a remaster or a remake or a reboot I, I think lord of the rings the third age should really be up there it's Especially since it's a much older game, you know, a lot of these games have been released on not the most recent gen, but uh, really even just like a couple of generations back. And I think even if you go back to like the PS2, uh, Xbox era, I think you'll find a lot more plethora of games to really draw from that would be really good. Um, just because, I mean, that kind of era had so many games that came out. I mean, you you just throw a dart and you're going to hit a, you're going to hit a game. You're going to hit a good game probably even. So yeah, that, that is my vote. We, we should, we should, if 
if we really want to, you know, start remaking games, let's remake some games that, you know, have some really serious years on them, that have some tread on them, that could be redone, and that could be reintroduced to a new generation in a really unique way, I think, at least. I don't know. That's just my opinion. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I uh, have things I apparently need to listen to as (laughs) Brendan Fraser playing uh, this steel cliff steel character mm-hmm. uh, and i was just looking um about screen rant and the like fan art of brendan fraser playing firefly so that's mm-hmm. cool oh yeah Jeez, i've got enough to watch and listen to already i know it's like now we didn't really need more but no. now we have more <laughs> i didn't even hear i didn't even know anything about doom patrol oh boy I know. There's there's stuff that like you got to catch up on that you didn't even know, right? <laughs> I didn't even know that I should be listening or watching this stuff. I know, oh, right? <laughs> All right. So, any final thoughts? Well, what else about Brendan Fraser are we thankful for? I'm just really thankful that he's still here and that he's still working and that you know he has some new things coming out that we can watch and appreciate along with his older body of work because. You know, he, he's one of those just wonderful and charming actors that, you know, really comes across as very genuine and likable, and he is really good at what he does. You know, his comedic timing is excellent, and also his, you know, dramatic chops are also really good, too. So, absolutely, he, you know, we, we should really be watching more of his stuff, I think. <laughs> he, he deserves more of a spotlight, even though I'm sure knowing him, he would probably you know, not shun it, but be like, oh, you know, like, I don't, I don't really think I need that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we'd love to know what you have to say about him. Um, and you, the listeners, obviously we know what Tegan thinks now, um, <laughs> but <laughs> what the, what you, the listeners would love to hear us talk about next and how you feel about Brendan Fraser. Um, Geez, tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about at all or talk to us and you know how to do it. Um, we've got Facebook and Instagram and you could do it on plain old Podbean if you wanted to because uh, we'll respond, we promise. Other than that, uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tegan and thanks for getting nerdy with us today on Beauties and Headcanons. <laughs>